Welcome to Zazlo Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike. Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800 747 free. That's 800 747 3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No. Before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0, my guys Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar, they believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, accident attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean, well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedano's, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. Got great six-pack deals going on right now. You got... Hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know your boy Zazlo loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul in a can. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff, and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com. 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zazlo Show 2.0. Welcome to Zazlo Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike, Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. 
That's 800-747-3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No, before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0. My guys, Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar. They believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, Accident Attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy, and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anajar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean, well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedano's, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. Got great six-pack deals going on right now. You got hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know your boy Zaslow loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul in a can. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff, and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com, 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zaslow Show 2.0. All right, welcome. Zaslow Show 2.0. It is a Wednesday, the 12th of April. Good to have you aboard. We are a Blue Wire podcast presented, as always, by Anna Jordan Levine, accident attorneys. If you've been involved in any kind of an accident, first you call 911, got to make sure you're okay, and then you let Anna Jordan Levine, accident attorneys, take care of the rest. You get an attorney on the phone immediately when you call 800 747 that's 800-747-3733. So, there was an accident that took place last night in downtown Miami, the Kaseya Center. Not the kind of accident that you're going to call Anna Jar and Levine about, but the kind of accident where you feel like going into Friday nights, we're kind of waiting for this season to 
mercifully come to an end as the Heat get their shit kicked in, really, for three out of four quarters last night. 116-105, a pathetic performance from Miami in the play-in. Obviously, we're going to talk a lot about that today. Our pal Israel Gutierrez is going to join us coming up. We'll do a lot of NBA with him for sure. we got to update what's going on with our favorite little hockey team. So, not in the best mood, although I did go to sleep last night feeling better than I thought I was going to wind up feeling. So, let, let's. Th- there's no time to lose, alright? Let's get right after it here. That performance last night from the Heat was... Make no mistake about it. That performance was completely on brand for this entire season. This is... And what I mean by that is... The Heat had an opportunity last night at home. And we know with, you know, the seventh seed in the play-in, you got two chances to win one. If you're the seventh seed, you got two chances at home to win one. The Heat were granted an opportunity last night to feel real good about themselves, going into, essentially going into the postseason, because technically it's not a playoff game, which is weird, but they had an opportunity on their home court to avoid a do-or-die situation against, that, that, look, I got news for you, that Hawks team sucks, there's no other way to put it, that team sucks, and the Heat were granted an opportunity, which they've had several times this year, and they blew it! And you know what? It's not even just that they blew the opportunity. They've been blowing these opportunities at home this year. You know, the one that I always go to, the one that I always look at is that Brooklyn game, right? So the Heat, when they were starting to get going, they had a streak going here. They got an opportunity to catch number six, Brooklyn, and avoid this bullshit that they're going through right now. Or even catch number five, New York, which that week, remember, they beat the Knicks. Great game in Miami. And then you had Brooklyn in town, and the Heat lost by 30. At home, to Brooklyn. And I was like, you you got a major opportunity here, right in front of you. And that's the performance that we got? And so... Last night as well, you got a major opportunity. Hell, you know or you knew the Boston fan base. There was a part of them that was scared of having to play Miami. Now, I told you, if it was Heat Celtics, I wasn't going to pick the Heat. I'd pick the Heat against Philadelphia. I wasn't going to pick the Heat against the Celtics, but I would pick them to give the Celtics problems. And you had a chance last night on your home court to take care of business against a shit team. That Hawks team sucks. And, and you've kicked their ass for, for the most part this entire season, taking three out of four and shutting down Trey Young. But you know what? Trey Young, when the lights are brightest in the biggest games, he plays big. And last night, he played very, very soft. No other way to put it. Very, very soft, the Heat played. That performance last night. That's what I mean when I say it was completely on brand for this season. They're small. They can't shoot. Their defense stunk. And presented with an opportunity to feel good about yourself going into the playoffs. And maybe put a scare into whichever team you were going to face. In this case, it was Boston. (coughs) They totally blew it. And now you go into Friday night. I mean, look, 
If you're a Heat fan, yes, they're at home. And yes, we'll find out tonight. Are they playing Chicago? Or are they playing Toronto? Well, they were 0-3 against Chicago this year. 1-2 against Toronto. Both teams beat Miami in Miami this year. So, there is no way that you go into Friday feeling good that the Heat are going to get out of that game. Hey, maybe you want them to lose Friday. Like I said, maybe you're ready for this season to come to a merciful end. Maybe the Heat are ready for this season to come to a merciful end because that's what it looked like last night. That performance was pathetic. That was, that's not a Heat team that I saw last night. And I don't mean like last night they didn't look like the Miami Heat. This entire season, they have not looked like the Miami Heat. That was a soft team last night. They were abused. They were outworked. They were, they were out-toughed last night. I don't know if that's a word, but let's roll with it. That was a soft performance last night. 64-39. to 39. They're out-rebounded. More importantly, 22-6 to 6 on the offensive glass. Pathetic. Pathetic. That's a disgrace. And by the way, if I didn't already mention, that Hawks team sucks. Terrible. That performance last night was a disgrace. And and I'm gonna say I'm gonna say something now, which I I do not believe is hyperbole, okay? Honestly, I think last night was one of the most embarrassing losses this franchise has ever had. Yeah, I really believe that. One of the most embarrassing losses this franchise has ever had. When you take into consideration this entire season, how frustrating it's been, at times how pathetic it's been, you finally got a chance here. You got a home play-in game against a team that isn't any good. Let's get a little momentum maybe going into the playoffs. And not just to lose, but to lose with that type of performance. On national television, of course, it was a standalone game. That was one of the most embarrassing performances in the history of this franchise. And you know what? I, I, I believe, and I'm not even going to get on, on fans who feel this way. I don't feel this way. But I'm not even, even going to get on fans who feel this way. I believe there is a portion of the fan base that wants this team to lose on Friday. I do. Because losing on Friday, losing two play-in games... When you have two chances to win one and two chances at home to win one. If they lose on Friday, that very likely gets the front office to look at major changes in the offseason. Not little changes, major changes in the offseason. So I believe for a fan base who's been saying all year, and hey, four years, this core together's this core has been together for four years. Jimmy, Tyler, Bam. Four years is a long time in the NBA to have your core together if you don't eventually break through and win the whole thing. And this team's come close. You know, finals in 2020. East finals game 722. But four years is a long time. And to have the type of season that they had and for it to end on Friday night the way that it would end on Friday night would absolutely 
put a charge into the front office to blow this whole thing up. And there's a portion of the fan base, and I'm not saying they're wrong, that has wanted this thing to be blown up all throughout the entire season. If they lose on Friday, I think there's a good chance that happens. So, I, I, I think there's a portion of the fan base that wants them to lose on Friday. And, and like I said, I don't, like, I'm not going to begrudge that part of the fan base. I don't feel that way. And also, I'm very emotional when it comes to that kind of stuff. When it comes to trading guys. And I just, I'm bad. I'd be the worst general manager. I've told you guys that a million times. I'd be the worst general manager because I don't want to trade anyone. I'll trade the lesser players, but I never want to trade the big guys. I never want to trade our main guys. I I get too attached. I'm way too emotional. I make it personal. I'd be the worst general manager. So that probably plays into a part as well where... I don't feel that way, but if you feel that way, that you want this team... Now, you didn't necessarily want them to lose last night, but now they did lose last night. You want them to lose on Friday night because you want you know that that will bring them one step closer to blowing this thing up. I get it. I don't agree. But I get it. I, I, I'm, I'm being dead serious. I, I think it was one of the most embarrassing losses this team has ever had. What a disgrace. Now, if I could add real quick, no joke, I like the playing a lot. It's the first time our team's been in the playing. I like it a lot. Like, I, I enjoyed the scenario going into the game. And throughout the first half, I mean, we, you know, really in the third quarter when we started to make the run, we cut it to four, I think it was. That was as close as we got. I was enjoying myself in that third quarter. I was into it. I'm yelling. I'm fist pumping. My son is into it. My son, Jordan. We have a bachelor pad this week, me and my son Jordan, because my wife and my older son, they're on Passover break, so they're on a cruise this week. They went away without us, so we have a bachelor pad, me and my son Jordan. We're just, we're just a couple guys doing guy things, and so we're watching the heat last night. We were both into that third quarter, very into it. I like the playing. I, I like the one-off, and granted, it's not a one-off because Friday's now the do-or-die game, but... Even last night, and we'll get to the Laker game. We'll talk about it with Israel for sure. But I was into, stayed up the whole Laker game last night. I can't tell you last time I stayed up for a 10 p.m. game. Laker game was great. I And that's not a do-or-die game. Now, tonight you got a couple do-or-die games. And the Wolves are in a do-or-die game on Friday against the winner of tonight. But having experienced my team in the play-in, no joke, I like the play-in. I like it a lot. I was into it. Hey, if you want to get in touch with me, at Zaslow Show on Twitter, at J on Instagram, of course. But that that performance last night was completely on brand for the Heat. They've been blowing opportunities all year. And I do think there's a portion of the fan base that wants them to lose on Friday. And I don't have a problem with that. I don't agree, but I like I don't I don't have a problem with you guys feeling that way. Hey Zaslow, what are you gonna mention Kyle Lowry? Okay, everybody calm down. Kyle Lowry was great last night. I can't believe I'm saying this, but the Heat wasted the great Kyle Lowry performance. Kyle Lowry was great last night. He essentially kept the Heat within striking distance at the end of that first half. What, the Heat were down 24. They go on an 11-0 run. 
And and then you get, I mean, Max Struess, man. Then you get just such a stupid foul from Max Struess at the very end of the half. Trey Young makes two out of the three free throws. You go into the half down by 15. But Kyle Lowry kept the E in the game that first half. Boy, I mean, look look at the secondary players for the Heat. You can't win like this. Max Struess last night, one for five, three points. Gabe Vincent last night, two for six, six points. Off the bench, Caleb Martin's been great off the bench. He's been great all season. 29 minutes, 0 for 3, 0 points. Victor Oladipo, 9 minutes, 0 points. And then you factor in, you had a a lousy performance. Not for lack of effort, but a lousy performance from Jimmy Butler. And a total no-show on the offensive end from Bam Adebayo. These numbers are scary. You got nothing from anyone else. Tyler was great. Tyler Hero was great. And yeah, Lowry was great. So here's the thing, okay? And we went through this with the Dolphins this year, right? Where, and it's so stupid. There was a portion of the fan base that would continue saying, the Dolphins are 8-3, and three, two is an MVP candidate, and you got a portion of the fan base that is still all about, two is not the guy, blah, blah, blah. It's like, you're so entrenched in your position that you'd rather, you'd rather continue to be wrong then, like, you want to, uh, to fail rather than be wrong, which is ridiculous. And so, with Kyle Lowry, I'm glad he played well last night. I got a text message late last night from Amber Wilson. Great girl. And, you know, she, she was getting on, but oh, I was going to have to give Lowry credit today if the Heat won. I want Lowry to play well. I'm glad he played well. If he plays well, then the team is going to do well. I, I want to be wrong about Kyle Lowry. Now, I was wrong about... Well, I don't even know what I was wrong about. Lowry played really well. Team still lost. They stunk it up, so it is what it is. But I want Lowry to play well. I want to end up... I want the team to win on Friday and Lowry to have a great postseason and the Heat to advance far in the playoffs. That would be good. I'd be okay with that. I'd be totally great with sitting here telling you, man, I was wrong about Lowry. He really must have been hurt throughout the season. Because, man, did he show up in the playoffs. Now, that's not going to happen for one of two reasons. Number one, because either the Heat are going to lose on Friday. Or number two, Lowry's a terrible postseason player. And he's not going to be good in the postseason. And last night, by the way, does not count as an official postseason game. So, you go do the math. But I don't, I don't see, I don't want to do that. I'm glad Lowry played well last night. I want him to play well. And he was awesome. Lowry came to play last night. Tyler Hero came to play last night. Boy, Jimmy was the drizzling shits last night. And like I said, not for a lack of effort, but my God, how many layups did he miss? How many shots around the basket did he miss? Bam was not interested at all in participating on the offensive end. And you know what? It's not the first time where Clint Capella does that to him. Clint Capella owned Bam last night. Bam is not good against those big physical centers. You know, Capella last night, he's not going to give you anything offensively, but 21 rebounds. Bam last night, in 41 minutes, you can't allow your counterpart to get 21 rebounds. Yes, Bam grabbed nine. That's fine. There's nothing special there. But Bam wanted nothing to do offensively last night. Defensively, he was good. Especially when the Heat were making their run the third quarter. Defensively, he was good. But on the offensive end, 
total... See, Jimmy was lousy on the offensive end. Bam was a total no-show. That happens to him against those big guys. And we're going to... Like, if the Heat lose on Friday, we're going to have that conversation all throughout the offseason. I mean, hell, I was getting it on Twitter last night. Bam's not a main guy. Bam's not a star. And you know what? It's weird because... He had such a great stretch. It was like that two-month stretch where he took that next step. He's becoming a star offensive player. And then post-All-Star break, where did that guy go? That guy's been missing. He left that guy in Salt Lake City with the All-Star game. Where did that guy go? I mean, I was saying throughout those two months, if this, if we had this Bam out of bio in the postseason last year, the Heat beat Boston. Well, we're back to the previous guy last night. And really the last month and a half. Where did that guy go? This is such a pathetic performance last night. I really do think a portion of the fan base wants him to lose on Friday. I really do. I don't agree with that. But I'm not, I'm not going to begrudge you guys for feeling that way. Seems in blowing opportunities all year. And I, and I do think a lot of us, not me, but I do think a lot of us want this season to come to an end. It's, it's just, it has not been enjoyable. And he really had a chance last night to get going. To feel good about yourself. Going into a series with Boston. I'm telling you, plenty of Boston people did not want to see Miami. They are happy that it's the Hawks. They are going to F up the Hawks. They're going to wreck that. They're going to, they're going to smash that team. And now the Heat are fighting for their lives on Friday night. Against, two te- against one of two teams who they're a combined 1-5 against this year. Terrible. I'm obviously salty about it. But when life gets you salty, you make yourself a margarita, right? That's what people say. Well, when water damage gets you mold, you call or text Water Cleanup of Florida. Water Cleanup of Florida knows how an unexpected property damage, it'll overtake your life or your business. Well, not when you call or text Water Cleanup of Florida. 954-900-8635. The Water Cleanup of Florida team are prepared to handle disasters of all sizes, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. Water Cleanup of Florida is also fully licensed, insured, and general contractor that provides you the one-stop shopping that all of us busy homeowners and business owners require. Their objective, make the cleanup and insurance claim process painless and hassle-free, serving all of the Tri-County area, Miami-Dade, Broward, and Palm Beach County. You can check it out, wcufl.com. Call or text 954-900-8635. If you don't believe me that the Greensteins are the best around, you can check out more than 80 five-star reviews on Google. 954-900-8635. Water cleanup of Florida. We clean up your schmutz. So we'll get to the rest of the NBA action. I mean, last night, Laker-Wolves game was really fun last night. Tonight, you got Oklahoma City and New Orleans. That's the late... 9-10 9-10 play-in game, and you have Toronto-Chicago. That's the early 9-10 playoff game. So I'm into both those games. I told you, no joke, e- even though we shit the bed last night, I really enjoyed the play-in. I, I like the play-in game, and I was really into that game last night. Really soft foul they called on Anthony Davis, which Mike Conley steps to the free throw line, knocks down all three, but the Wolves had major trouble scoring. <coughs> and, excuse me. Really, the entire fourth quarter, and then, of course, in overtime. And we'll, we'll talk more about it with Israel, but Carl Anthony Towns, like I, I, for me, I can't trust him. 
And the reaction that Rudy Gobert gets on Friday as Minnesota hosts the winner of Oklahoma City and New Orleans, the winner of that game tonight, the reaction that Gobert gets on Friday from the Minnesota crowds could be really interesting. Hey, I'll tell you you what's interesting. I'm telling you every day here, you guys got to make sure your home is covered, all right? That means you got to find out, where do I want to go for insurance? Well, that could be an issue because, I mean, I... I, I wouldn't just know out of nowhere who should I get my insurance from. But luckily, I've been using Greg Brunt and Brunt Insurance for about 10 years now. So he's made sure my home is covered from all kinds of disasters. I don't have to wait, lay awake at night, can't fall asleep because I'm worried. God forbid something happens to my home. Who's going to pay for it? Who's going to take care of it? I'm covered. And that's because of Brunt Insurance. Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance, financial solutions, tailored to your needs. That's right. Since 2013, they specialize in home insurance, auto insurance, life insurance from Pensacola to the Keys and beyond. So wherever you're calling from, the market's confusing out there. All right. You're not necessarily going to know what kind of insurance coverage you need. Well, you let Brunt Insurance, they're going to sort it out for you wherever you're calling from. Brunt Insurance fully licensed staff, they're going to know the area. So affordable care that offers the best coverage, home insurance, renter's insurance, condo insurance. Like I said, I wouldn't be telling you about Brunt Insurance if I wasn't also a customer. I've been getting taken care of by them for over 10 years now, and that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance as well. Bruntinsurance.com. Let Greg and his team take care of you. 954-589-2204. That's 954-589-2204. So last night, you know, I, I've, evol- I've evolved as a man. I have. Because when I was younger, and you know, I'm not even talking about like college days when I was at my peak craziness when it came to watching Heat games. But even like 10 years ago, what that Heat game last night, I would have kicked a hole in the TV. Well, I didn't kick a hole in the TV last night. I was frustrated. I was, I was annoyed. I was more annoyed than I was angry last night. But I'll tell you what helped. There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed. And that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash sports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash sports. That's Indeed.com slash sports. And support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash sports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So... The Panthers got just one point in the loss to Toronto the other night. But that was a huge one point because it put the Panthers in a situation where their home, their regular season finale, which is Thursday night at home against Carolina. If the Panthers, not only if they win that game, are they in the playoffs, but if they win that game, they have the number one spot in the play, uh, number one wildcard spot, which means you avoid Boston in the first round. And that's no small thing. 
But because they got the one point the other night, last night, if the Penguins lose, and remember, Penguins' final two games, very easy. Their final game is Columbus last night. They're against Chicago. Final games at Columbus last night. They were at home against Chicago. Terrible teams who probably don't even want to win with the organization because you have like a Connor McDavid level talent who's the number one, who's projected to be number one overall draft pick this year. And and the Islanders, their, their final game is against Montreal. That's tonight, actually. We'll get to that. But last night, if the Sabres lose to the Devils, because the Sabres like way on the outside looking, and they were still alive going into last night. If the Sabres lost last night to the Devils, which they did, and if Pittsburgh inexplicably loses at home to the Blackhawks, the Panthers clinch a playoff spot without even doing anything. So throughout the heat game, I'm I'm keeping an eye, like on the periphery, I'm keeping an eye on Penguins, uh, Blackhawks, because Penguins aren't going to lose that game. Well, scoreless after, I'm like, all right, I told myself, like, all right, this is interesting. Penguins and Blackhawks are scoreless. Okay, now let's keep an eye on it. Because I kind of figure the Penguins are going to come out gangbusters. They're going to be up like 3 nothing after one. All right, it's 0-0. Let's keep an eye on this. So I got it on my phone. Blackhawks are up one nothing. Oh, shit. And we go to the third period. It's one nothing Blackhawks. Well, the Penguins tie it early in the third period. Of course they do. And then with about nine minutes left in the game, the Blackhawks score to take the lead. And the Heat, the Heat are about to lose. But I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit pumped up now because okay, the Blackhawks are up two one. It's crazy. And then like a minute later, the Blackhawks go up three one. Oh shit! The the Blackhawks are gonna win. The Penguins are gonna lose. Blackhawks hang on. They win five to two. Panthers clinch the playoff spot. Did I do the reverse jinx? I don't know. I'm not going to take credit for it. But what I am going to do is give a ton of credit to this Panther team who looked like dead team walking. And they go and they win six in a row. They get a point in that seventh game a couple nights ago. And now, playing their best hockey of the season, they're going to go into the final regular season game on Thursday night. Already having... Hey, you go look at the standings. There's an X right next to the Panthers' name. That's a that's a beautiful... You've never seen a more beautiful X. And the final game of the regular season, if the Panthers win, they clinch the number one wildcard spot and they avoid the Boston Bruins in the first round. That's what I'm talking about. So, very exciting last night. As awful as the Heat game was, the Panthers get a major solid from the Chicago Blackhawks last night. So, Panthers clinch last night. And now, tonight, okay, so if the Panthers win tomorrow night, they're the number one wildcard team. But... It may not even come to that. The Islanders, if the Islanders tonight, the Islanders are playing their final game tonight. If the Islanders lose in regulation tonight, remember, can't get that extra point. If the Islanders lose in regulation tonight, the Panthers clinch the number one wildcard spot. That All right, so let's keep it. Now, the Islanders have Montreal at home. Now, the Islanders, if they win... And Montreal's not good. The Islanders can finish their season with the number one wildcard spot. And then tomorrow night, the Panthers, they're going to need to get a point, at least, depending on if the Islanders win in regulation or not. But it would make tomorrow night's game very meaningful if the Islanders win tonight. The most important thing is the Panthers are in. They are in the postseason. But the Islanders lose tonight in regulation, and the Panthers clinch the number one spot. So, and Pittsburgh cannot catch the Panthers. 
So that's how the and that and Buffalo was eliminated last night. So that's how the Panthers have clinched a playoff spot. Now it's about getting that top spot. So a couple more things to get to here. For one, who starts in goal for the Panthers? Small Bobrovsky's healthy and ready. Alex Lyon won six in a row. You understood. That's why I kept him, even though Bobrovsky was ready last game. You stick with the hot hand. My guess is Bobrovsky gets the net tomorrow because he's. I mean, he's got to be the goalie they're going with in the playoffs. And you got to give Bobrovsky some run. He hasn't been in net in a couple weeks. You got to let him shake some rust off before the postseason begins. And yes, well, tomorrow, it would make things easy if tomorrow's game means nothing if the Islanders lose tonight. Then you definitely go with Bobrovsky tomorrow. But if the Islanders get a point tonight or they win tonight, you got a decision to make because the game tomorrow is important. Do you get Bobrovsky in there and let him shake off some of the rust? Or do you go with what, what is still a hot goaltender, even though he lost last game, in Alex Lyon in a game that you really, really need to win? So, depending on what the Islanders do tonight, it's a tough decision for the murderer of fun, Paul Maurice. Now, the next part. Someone asked me after the Panthers clinched a playoff spot last night, Zazlo, do you regret being the ticket ninja and buying seats for the game tomorrow night? So, after Monday's game, after Monday's loss to Maple Leafs, I went right online, I pulled Ticket Ninja moves, I got, gr- I got two great prices, great tickets, second row club, center ice, Thursday night. Let's get crazy, I gotta be there. Do you regret getting those tickets? I said, no, not at all, because the game is still super important, the Panthers are fighting for the number one wildcard spot. So, no, I, I don't regret getting the tickets, and I'm obviously glad that they clinched a playoff spot last night. But... I think the, 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 the important question is, do I want the Panthers to clinch their number one spot tonight so tomorrow's game actually means nothing? That's the important question. Meaning, do I want the Islanders to win tonight or, or overtime loss so that the Panthers still need to get a point or win tomorrow night to get the number one spot. So do I want the Islanders to lose tonight, which is what's best for the Panthers, and the Panthers clinch the number one spot, and it renders tomorrow night meaningless, but I spent all this money, and I'm going to the game tomorrow night? Or do I want it to be on the line tomorrow night to get the number one spot? That's the more important question. And I think the answer to the question is, I think I would like tomorrow's game to mean something. That's a little bit selfish. I, I, I got to admit I think I would like tomorrow's game to mean something. So I think the best scenario is Islanders get a point tonight. They lose in overtime to Montreal. And then the Panthers go into tomorrow night needing just one point to clinch the top wildcard spot. I think that's the scenario I'm rooting for. Because I got confidence that the Panthers are going to take that hurricane ass tomorrow night. So I'm being a little bit selfish. But I think that's where we're going. Alright. You know where I'm not going to be selfish though? I'm going to tell you about Sheets and Giggles. I love sheets and giggles. It's not just that I'm sleeping better at night. If I decide to take a nap, you know nobody loves a nap more than me. If I decide to take a nap, I get into that bed. Oh, I'm, I'm warm, but I'm cool because the sheets, they're breathable. Sheets and giggles, one of my favorite sponsors, of course, on Zaslow Show 2.0. You guys loved it when I brought sheets and giggles on board. And that's because if you're one of over 100,000 Americans who are sleeping on sheets and giggles, just like all four of us in the Zaslow Mansion, you know what I'm talking about. 
These sheets are naturally softer, cooler, more breathable, more moisture wicking than cotton. And I love that comfort. Oh my God, it's heavy, but it's soft. It's cool. Like I said, it's breathable. I love that comforter so much. I also got my eucalyptus pillow. It's nice and big and heavy, just the way that I like it. Sheets and giggles, whether we're talking about the sheets, the fitted sheets, the pillowcases, the comforter, we're talking sustainably made via a lyocell process from the wood of eucalyptus trees, all right? Grown on sustainably managed biodiverse farms. So Sheets and Giggles, they're getting you the best product, and they're making sure that they're doing it in a way that the earth is still being taken care of. Zero pesticides, no incesticides are used, and I love how it's easy to put on the bed. Extra deep corners to fit easily on that thick mattress you got. If you're looking for that eucalyptus mattress, look no further. Sheets and Giggles. And if you use my promo code ZASLO at checkout, you'll get 20% off your first order at Sheets and Giggles. Shout out to my man, Colin, founder and CEO of Sheets and Giggles. Big Miami sports guy. So, you know, come on, you're spending your money in the right place. Not just because we like Colin, but also you're going to, I'm telling you, you're going to sleep amazing. Sheets and Giggles. SheetsGiggles.com. So all guests on Zaslow Show 2.0 are brought to us by our official beer, the beer of Zaslow Show 2.0. Everybody knows is Johnny Cuba. European roots of the Caribbean soul, refreshing German lager in a can. I mean, look, I love Johnny Cuba, but even last night during the heat game, Johnny Cuba could not make me feel better. What what a disaster. But hey, pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba at your local Sedanos, Presidente, Winn-Dixie, Fresco, Imas. Always drink responsibly. I like, I like having a nice can of Johnny right there in the Zaslow Mansion family room couch. This way I know I'm being responsible. And of course, Johnny Cuba's mantra, stay tranquilo. Joining us here is our pal, Israel Gutierrez. Israel, good morning. How are you? Everything good? Uh, everything is very good, Zaz. How are you, man? I'm good. So let's get right at the, you know, what, what everyone's talking about here. All right. This is the big story everyone's talking about. Uh, we're all super excited about Udonis Haslam and his his final performance uh, with the Heat. He had 24 points on Sunday. And then I post the graphic, you know, on Instagram where you have closing performances in final regular season games from all-time greats like Kobe Bryant and Dirk Nowitzki and Dwayne Wade. And, of course, you got Paul Pierce there with his zero points, zero rebounds, zero assists. I make the very obvious comment that we got to replace Paul Pierce with Udonis Haslam in that graphic. And then for folks who didn't see, I'm going to read. Do you remember? Do you remember what you posted under my under that graphic on my Instagram? Yeah. We should also point out that um, we should tell people what team Paul Pierce played for because it wasn't obvious. He was a Los Angeles Clipper. Right. In that final game. Right. Um, oh, I remember. I remember what I wrote. But also it was his coach, Doc Rivers, uh, who was like, yeah, you know what? You, why don't you stay put right there on the end of the bench? Right. That speaks right. a little bit to Israel. Right. Yes. That's important yes. to point that out as well. They don't love you like they love Kobe. So, so Israel, and look, uh, I don't, no lies told as far as what I'm seeing here. Israel posts, imagine being known for pooping your pants in a game than more, more known for pooping your pants in a game than winning a championship, getting fired from ESPN because you had a couple of girls over and felt it was worth bragging about. Excellent point. You wouldn't think that a guy of that stature needs to brag about getting girls. This man has taken so many L's. You barely remember KG and Ray one and one that year. Go look at the 08 finals numbers. Ray Allen should have been finals MVP. Pierce shot 43% in that series. And then there's a poop emoji. So like I said, I, I see no lies told. Israel, uh, it, like you just had like you, you just had to get a few things off your chest. It was my most um, internet bullying moment 
ever. It's aggressive. Uh, there's something about uh, PP that uh, sets me off, <laughs> and I can't, I can't really, uh, I don't really understand it. Um, it's a bit of a clown, but uh, yeah. So you go look at that series stats. So look at those series stats, and Ray shot better than fifty percent, not just from the field, but from three. And he played like forty minutes a game, forty-one minutes a game, and was way more efficient offensively than than Paul. And Paul was just doing his thing, you know, jacking up shots and letting Ray and KG save him. So, uh, yeah, he's uh, he's he's funny, and it's always it's always easy to pick on him. It is easy. although eventually eventually it's going to get old because it gets too easy. Oh, I don't think it's old. Uh, I mean, and, and and to that extent as well, has there ever been a team that's won a championship? Not that winning a championship is not a great thing. It, you win one championship, it's a great thing. But has there ever been a team that has won a championship and thought more of themselves than that 2008 Celtics team? <laughs> they won one time, Israel. One. Yeah. You would have thought they won six in a row. Yeah, I don't see, like, the 04 Pistons, like, uh, walking around like that, right? Even though Rashid is, like, an absolute uh, beast and could talk all the trash that he wants, you don't really see him talking as much as, you know, as those. Well, at least two of the three. Because uh, Ray got another one, so he can talk a little bit more. I enjoyed that, though. All right, if you want to, if you want to get aggressive every now and then, it's okay. I think people like seeing that side of you. All right, it's okay. Just, right. just sprinkle it in every now and then. It's all. I figured good. I would test drive it on your yeah. account in particular. So. Yeah, it's not right. It's not going to get that much attention, you know. And, right. and so that is a good place to go. There's a good direction to go in. Yo, Israel. Last night's Heat game was Oof. completely on brand for that team this season, right? Yeah. I mean, so much about it. Like, not necessarily the absolute beatdown on the boards. Like, that's been a problem at times this year, but not like 22 to 6 on the offensive glass of disgrace. Embarrassingly bad. Um, But, yeah, you look at, you know, what the – from the beginning of the season, what people were talking about this team needed was some sort of upgrade, something at power forward, right? And so who played power forward last night for set, uh, for the entirety Terrible. of the game, practically? Terrible. It was Struess and Caleb Martin. And, you know, the first half, it wasn't just them. Like, half the team looked drunk. Like, you didn't know what was happening running into each other. Like, Jimmy missing bunnies when, you know, this is his time of season. Um and and he's been so crazy efficient. It, it seemed weird, but the power forward position pretty much got you nothing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Bam's running around everywhere. And it's still, you know, re- even if he wasn't, Clint Capella is that much taller than him and has, you know, one mission is go get that board. And so, you know, it's life difficult for him as well. And the three-point shooting from the guys that you expected isn't there because, like, if Max, if – um, I mean, who else do you expect it from at this point? I guess it's just Max. But if Max uh, matches what, you know. Struce, Vincent, Love. Vincent, I'm sorry. Gabe's the other one. Uh, Gabe was the other one. If they give you their normal type of shooting game, then you're like, wow, I got this amazing game from Kyle. And Tyler was on his, uh, you know, on his game. Yeah. For the most part, then you probably still, you know, at least compete, maybe win a game against a team that, you know, murdered you on the boards. And so, um, yeah, it was just everything that was a weak spot of theirs coming together at once. And, yeah, the, the, the oddest part for me was was the Jimmy part, just because he seemed so, you know, on uh, lately, especially with his finishes and, and his decision making. And then yesterday it was a lot of like, wait, why didn't you take that one? Or, you know, um, 
some of those finishes are just like, what, <laughs> what are you doing? You're smoking layups. It doesn't normally happen. And so uh, it, it was just a terrible, you know, shit storm all at once. And now, you know, they've only got one option. I, uh, and, and it's not a great option because those two teams who are playing tonight, the Heat are one and five against this year, believe it or not, Chicago and Toronto with multiple losses it. to those teams coming at home. Um, I think there is a portion of the fan base that hopes they lose on Friday because that step that brings you a, a, a giant step closer to the realization that there need to be massive changes. You need to lose to realize that like you need to lose in the play in to realize that. Cause Maybe. I mean, you could just as easily get hand, get it handed to you in the first round and yeah. realize that, or in any scenario, regress from last year, which was conference finals game seven and mm -hmm. say the same thing. So, I mean, any fan base that is, you know, any fan that is encouraging, you know, more pain rather than at least a little sprinkle of joy in there is probably, you know, a little bit of self-hatred there, but um, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't vote for that. I think they're probably already realistic with what they have, you know, and possibly that it peaked last season, possibly that, you know, the up or the decisions that they made with personnel weren't just good enough, you know, sticking with the, uh, the undrafted guys rather than maybe, you know, poking at and trying to get somebody more established. Um, you know, I think they would change up the route regardless, whether that means, you know, willing to trade a big name. Look, I, I honestly believe that anybody outside of Jimmy uh, is tradable and would, you know, would be considered tradable. Um, it would just have to be a mega deal if it includes BAM. And um, I think it's one of those steps that one of those doors are going to have to knock on if, you know, things continue to kind of head in this direction. What's happened to Bam where for about two months going into the All-Star break, it was like, yes, this is the guy we've been waiting for. Every night, we're getting between 25 and 30 points. He's super aggressive. That mid-range jumper, it, it's it's a gimme at this point for him. Mm -hmm. And then the All-Star game came, and he stayed in Salt Lake. Like, we haven't seen that guy since the All-Star break. what else break. happened since the All-Star break? Like, didn't Jimmy start doing his thing? Like, yeah, Jimmy, Jimmy got more aggressive, yes. Mm -hmm. So do those are those things compatible? I don't because know. Because it doesn't seem to I, – I don't remember a ton of moments where it's like, wow, Jimmy and Bam and Jimmy and Bam. It's just kind of like if Jimmy's doing his thing, like Bam has to find his pockets of, you know, how to be effective, uh, whether it be running the floor, offensive rebounds, whatever. Um, but it doesn't lend itself to that flowing offense where he's going to get – the catch and shoot uh, from the nail without, you know, with the defender, you know, trailing or, or not ready. So he has the advantage. Um, it doesn't lend itself to him being in any sort of advantageous offensive situation. It really slows things down. And I'm not saying that that's necessarily a terrible thing uh, because, you know, when, when Jimmy's got to go and that's, that's something you ride, but again, like it doesn't lend itself to, to bam finding a rhythm. And so, that's kind of what it felt like happened less and less late in the season. And, you know, I feel like that's what Bam was saying yesterday in the post game where um, even when other guys have it go and you've, you know, especially when you can still, if Kyle has it go and if Tyler has it go and you can use them as strong decoys to find, you know, an open Bam uh, and, and get him going as well. So um, it's just, there's never been a strong offensive flow with this team this season. It's never been consistent 
for long stretches. I guess the 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 part that comes to mind is that one road trip uh, where Tyler had a big game, I think, is in Houston, and then you know had a game winner in OKC. Like, and then it was late in the season where it felt like you know a couple stretches when Kyle came back that that things looked pretty good, but never for for long stretches. And so when it starts to feel like oh same old same old, and then your answer on defense is just well I'm going to play a little harder. Well, a little harder doesn't mean smarter a lot of the time. A little harder sometimes you're out of position and you're leaving guys wide open uh, or giving up offensive rebounds even. So, um, you know, it's just one game that was fairly indicative of pretty much every problem they've had yeah. this season. I was surprised that we didn't see Duncan at all, man. Like like you mentioned, Struess was giving them nothing. Martin gave them nothing. Oladipo, Love gave them nothing. It's not like the Heat were defending well yesterday mm-hmm. where it's like all right we don't want to bring Duncan in because it's going to ruin the already awful defense we're playing tonight I was I heard surprised Spoke, we didn't see him and I heard Spoke before the game say something to the effect of you know anything is game in the rotation if we need space we'll get spacers if we need defense we'll ride with defense and to me I thought that was more of a warning sign to Kevin Love that hey maybe you're not going to get the minutes you've gotten since you've gotten here and that pretty much was the case right um, yeah, yeah, but, I, and I, t- I totally felt going into the minutes. game that Kevin Love is going to get the Mike Miller treatment. Where like, sure. hey, let's see what you do in a couple minutes. If you don't have it, that's it. And then, but in the back of my head, I was like, maybe with Duncan. But I feel like you know, it's kind of like a you just sort of made a decision and you've been going with it. And and the decision was you know Struess or you know Struess or nothing like Struess, right. and that's it. And I'm just like, okay, like. Um, you know, I can think of how many games this season where he has been singled out. You know, Mikhail Bridges had a career high yep. uh, and then had another strong game against him down here. And he was defending him a, a good amount. Like, I just don't see the upside with a, a guy that you just know is going to be in the low 30s shooting, shooting the three versus Duncan, who just putting him in the game uh, affects yeah. the way a defense sees you. And, you know, so I thought when things were going south, I thought maybe, yeah, maybe get Duncan a look. And I feel like Duncan's in the effort mode or just like there is no pressure. Like if you bring me in, yeah, you know, he may just get 12, super hot. like yeah. whatever, man, like yeah. it, it's not on me right. to, to save this thing. So I'm just going to take some shots and see what happens. I think it's a it's, it's a good way to go. And I think you'll probably see that. Um, let's say you're playing the Bulls. Bulls can get hot themselves. Zach's been on, you know, Levine's been great second half of the season. So they might need it because once that thing looks bogged down or if things look slightly off like they did yesterday, it turns into, you know, it's turned into a shit show sometimes. Uh, and so you need some easy points and they just don't get enough for those. That late game last night was awesome. Uh, that crowd was hot as hell in Los Angeles. I, 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 re- I loved Minnesota going into the game. Because I, number one, I think Rudy Gobert's a total stiff. I mean, I've been saying it for years. And I think it's fairly obvious that his teammates in Utah and now his teammates in Minnesota hate him. And and I felt going into the game, it's like, yeah, like we're going to show everybody we're so much better without Rudy Gobert. I loved Minnesota going into that game last night. Uh, what did you make of the finish? Um, the finish I thought was a lot of Minnesota just kind of spitting up on itself. Um, you could kind of see it coming a little bit. Um, didn't Kyle, didn't slow-mo have an eight second violation that was critical at I think the end so, of yep. regulation. Mm-hmm. Um, just a lot of that. And it's funny because just watched, uh, new Orleans do exactly that against 
Minnesota uh, in the final game of the season to put them in this position. And you would think maybe they would follow that up with another good performance in clutch time, and they just didn't. Um, I just thought the difference in the game was Anthony Edwards did not have a very Anthony Edwards type of game. He was three of seventeen. He was, he right? was terrible. I think yeah. that's what it was. He was terrible. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, three of seventeen, mm-hmm. zero for yep. nine from three, and uh, very often settled for a three. Um, because yeah, if you're, you're if you're shooting that poorly, you want to get to the rim, especially given his athleticism every once in a while, and he just didn't do it. And so um, that was their missed opportunity. It didn't really say much to me in terms of like um, them failing to make their statement. It's just you know their guy, their guy who's got no conscience. He's not like a guy who's going to choke or anything. He just wasn't on his on his yeah. game. And you know you could say the Lakers defended him well. That's great too. Uh, credit to them, but. Um, I'll tell you, I, I can't trust Towns. Uh, like, he just – I don't think he's a smart player. Like, you saw the the fourth and the fifth fouls that he picked up. Like, they're dopey fouls, you know? the I, same thing last postseason. Yeah. Same exact thing. And, you know, people have to say, you have to be smarter than that. And he's just too caught up. And I, I don't know why. He's just – he's one of those guys that's too caught up in proving himself. At any step, wherever he is in his, you know, stage of his career – He's always he's still not where he wants to be in his own head. So it's like proving, and it's just like relax, man. Just just think the game, play the game. You have all the skills necessary to take advantage of positions, you know, when they come about. But like there was this one play where he hit. I don't know. I think he sort of beat a double team before it got there, and right before you know Anthony Davis there, he sort of hit a floater over him, and he just couldn't help himself. But like talk to the crowd and tell them that, you know, I don't know, that's his shot or something. And I'm just like, you know, once I saw that, I was like, yeah, he's, he's probably going to make a dumb mistake later because he's still in his own head about, you know, uh, the way he's playing. And and I think, yeah, it's just one of, he's one of the things he's going to have to grow out of if he's going to be, you know, elite of the elite, especially in the playoff types of performers. But um that wasn't a terrible game from him overall. Like those numbers are pretty strong at eight of 12 uh, from the field. But uh, I, I don't think he's, rebounds. I don't think he scored from the mid third quarter on. I think he was stuck on 24, like for the final quarter and a half and overtime. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but there've been games where, cause you know, Lakers defense is definitely paying more attention to him. He's their biggest threat, especially when Anthony Edwards isn't uh, doing anything, but you know, there have been games where you've noticed that he's been just out of it entirely, mm-hmm. or he was just, you know, the shooting player way off. <laughs> weird so, player. so to me, if you look, just, just look at the score sheet, you just tell me before that game, Hey, Anthony Towns is going to give you eight of 12, two for four from three, 24 points, 11 rebounds, five assists, three blocks. And you know, only two turnovers. I'll be like, I can win with that for sure. And it just so, like I said, it just so happens. Anthony Edwards wasn't on uh, his game. Otherwise they would have won, but um, sorry about that. But um yeah, I, it's going to be interesting who they play in the next game because, you know, the Pelicans kind of, you know, a lot of mid-range jump shooting. Don't know how much Rudy Gobert is going to affect them. In fact, and they're going to be hosting say, that game too. That game's in Minnesota. Yeah, and I would say um, how the crowd treats Rudy in a home game would be a little off. I think they're um, gonna. I think they're gonna boo. I think they'll boo a little I, bit. I agree. I think you're going to hear some of that. Like you put us in this position. Yep. Uh, and I think the Pelicans, if it's that team, would would rather see Rudy Gobert and think that that's a worse version of of the Minnesota Timberwolves, and uh, it would be fun for them to knock them out. If it's Oklahoma City, though, 
They're a driving team. They lead the league in drives. Drive, drive, drive. Shea Gil just Alexander is, you know, a beast in the paint and in an restricted area. They'll be more affected by Rudy, I think. So if I'm Minnesota, I'm cheering for the Thunder tonight and hoping the Pelicans have one of those weird finishes to their games. Are you are you willing to pick the number seven seed Lakers to beat Memphis? In a game? No, in the series. Because I would say Grizzlies in five. Yeah, they, I, I think there's a lot of hype around the Lakers right now and the, and the trouble and the drama around the Grizzlies. And I think the Grizzlies are going to smash them. The Grizzlies are overall top to bottom, you know, young. Steven Adams, their oldest player, still 29. It's crazy. Um, and without He's him only 29? Series, yeah, yeah. Only Hasn't 29. he been in the league for 29 years? Uh, I think he got in the league at 20. So, wow. yeah, it's been a while. Um, but, yeah, but they're not playoff inexperienced. They've played some series together, so they know – that defensive upgrade, that defensive, you know, switch that needs to be turned on. And I would say doing that to the Lakers is still going to disrupt them. Um, not just because LeBron's a little older and AD is, um, I would say when LeBron is healthy and aggressive, AD is still a tweener, not really recognizing where his shots are going to come from. So his decision-making isn't sharp. So you get a team that plays aggressive defense, you can get to him. You know, you've got a team that hasn't been together all that long, um, you know, with its main, some of its main rotation parts. A really aggressive defense can get to you. And then, you know, you throw in what uh, Jared Jackson Jr. alone can do in terms of disrupting a team defensively. I just think the Lakers won't have enough to, to match them. Um, and, you know, the, the Grizzlies will have a chemistry. They will be able to have some explosive offensive stretches. And I think it'll be a five-game series. So tonight, Oklahoma City and New Orleans – Yesterday, Zion spoke, and I mean Israel. I, I don't know. I don't know how you can say that you're fine physically, but you're not going to play. Like, what's? Let, let me let me let me just stop you right there because it's. I don't need the question. It's mind boggling. It's and it's so like imagine being in that in that locker room. Okay, so a few things that I happened like first you, you just know like that was Zion's decision to talk. It felt like right. Because he wasn't prepared. I mean, he didn't really have great answer to what people, other than uh, when I feel like Zion, which is, nobody knows what that means. Um, and so the decision to talk felt odd. Okay. And then when you say what you're saying, like you need to make 1000% sure that that's not going to piss off everybody in your locker room because there are people in that locker room playing through some stuff. And so when, you and you know they're probably holding back uh because they don't want it to be known right but but they're playing through some stuff some pain some injuries um when you say i just don't feel right but i'm physically cleared they want to punch you in the face like, i mean he said physically okay. i feel fine he said he feels fine right he feels fine but what he's telling the team when they're doing you know 3 on 3 activity or something like that is something doesn't feel right so the the feeling is you look at him and you're just like, I don't know what to tell you. The medical staff doesn't know what to tell you. The team doesn't know what to tell you. They do know that you are a body the NBA has never seen before. And the things that you're doing is in that body the NBA has never seen before. So they just have to say, whatever you say, man, because we can't force you. 
um, it's just a head scratcher. And he starts the whole presser or whatever availability by saying how much he loves basketball. And it's I like, don't I don't, I, I don't, I don't doubt that. But I think fear of never playing basketball because you keep getting hurt doesn't mean you don't love it. It means you're fearful that you're never going to play again. So you want everything to be perfect, especially when you add the immense amount of pressure that comes with being him. And so, you know, it's just, it's a clash of, you know, sports and real life when it comes to Zion, because again, nobody's done that. Like Shaq maybe, um, but not even like Shaq, uh, Shaq was, you know, seven foot and had more to him to carry around all that explosive weight and wasn't even this level of, you know, body to explosiveness, you know, ratio. It's crazy. And so I don't know, like it's one of those situations where even if you are the teammate that wants to punch him in the face, you can't tell him that. And you can't even say that out loud because it's just like, you know, you don't know. You just don't know. Did you vote on NBA awards? I didn't have an official ballot this year. No. Ah, okay. All right. Who would you, who would you have voted MVP? Uh, I would have gone with Embiid. Um, and I would have gone Giannis second and, and Joker third. Oh, that would have been really, a huge blow for Jokic then if you put him third. Yeah, but the only but I feel like that's far less relevant than the actual winner. And I think the reason the actual winner uh, is important, and this kind of, I've been saying this a few times on a couple of shows, but it's kind of like the game changer MVP race for me, where I used to be very rule specific and say, no, you only have to think about this regular season and nothing else and forget all the narrative and legacy talk. And it's just like, oh, well, that's kind of dumb at the, in this particular uh, scenario, because none of the three of those guys, Giannis, Jokic or Embiid has necessarily separated themselves by great amounts in any of these playoff races of the past, whatever, five years. Uh, there's one in there that wasn't them, but uh, maybe Steph is the other player you throw into this like six year era and say, yeah, those those guys dominated the league. Obviously, LeBron's still doing his thing in, in in spots, but those guys dominated the league. Well, if you fast forward 20 years, and and maybe this is Joel's best chance to get it, um, and look back and like, yeah, Joel wasn't part of that group. Well, that's not fair. He absolutely was. And so, you know, one year he might have missed a, a handful of games more. One year, uh, maybe Joker's stats were just that much more impressive. But this year, they're all like right there, and it all came down to the end. And by the end, it felt like uh, Embiid, is it, it felt like a three-way tie, to be honest. Like, never have I ever thought in my lifetime I'd see the team with the best record in the league have a player average 30-10-5, and five, and that dude doesn't win the MVP. That's crazy. But that's that's Giannis. He, he didn't win it, or he's not going to win it. Um, but I think it's fair that Joel does, because, man, like, leading the league in scoring, like, it's nothing. Um, and a big guy who does things that, you know, like Kevin Durant ease of scoring uh, from the mid-range in. So it's just... It's, it feels like it should be his. All right, let's roll through these rapid-fire style, okay? We know all the playoff matchups except for the one seeds, okay? So, in the East, Boston, Atlanta, what do you got? How many games? Um. Well, I've got Boston. Well, if you want to come back to me later and ask me a, a more long-term prediction on Boston, you can. Uh, I've got Boston in this series in, I'll give it six. Wow, okay. Philadelphia, Brooklyn. Uh, Philly in a very often, I very often, uh, seldomly, uh, predict sweeps. So I'll go Sixers in five. Cleveland, New York. Cleveland in six. Okay. 
Memphis, Los Angeles Lakers. You already said Memphis in five. You're sticking with that, right? Correct. Sacramento, Golden State. Golden State in six. Ooh, okay. That's a fun series, though, yeah? It'll be fun to watch. Um, it'll be like mirror offenses almost. Um, and, you know, when either of those, any of those shooters, if two or more shooters on each team get hot, it'll be a heck of a lot of fun. Uh, but, yeah, that experience. Will, so will what you're it. saying, Golden State in six for an awful road team, you're saying Golden State's going to – oh, no, Golden State in six, they would they would finish at home. Okay. They would finish at home. Okay. It would require one win in in Sacramento. And win all their home this, games. This isn't – you know, with Wiggins and with everybody having played for a while, this isn't the team that doesn't know how to win on the road. Like, they didn't just forget and have their power zapped. So it's not going to be that same team in the playoffs. Phoenix, LA Clippers. Um, I've got Phoenix and maybe I'm going to go seven. Wow. I think it's Phoenix and it's going to be a bloodbath. Yeah. I don't know. I think, I think the Clippers have some talent. They have some depth. They have some ability to make life difficult for, you know, both KD and Devin Booker. So yeah, I think, and you know, nothing should be easy for a team like Phoenix that, you know, just put together that top heavy of a group you know without that depth so something's going to show up early on that is going to exploit what their issues are and i think Ty Lue and Kawhi leonard are good enough to exploit that um just not enough to win the series israel i want to ask you before i let you get out of here about what's going on with the women's basketball because i've been saying for many years i i'm not a fan i don't watch the wmba and I just I, I don't like I don't think the women's game is a great product. Uh, and when it comes to the college basketball, I definitely don't think it's a good product. But the same thing, I don't think the men's college basketball has been a very good product for a very long time either. You know, mm-hmm. so that's not the, the college basketball thing is not a male or female thing to me, because like I said, I, I don't think the men's game is very good either. But based on the ratings and all the attention and certainly the crowds they got in the final four for for the women's like i mean am i just is it really hey give these girls a stage you know give them a platform people want to see it because that would appear to be the truth based on what we've seen recently right so i'll go back to like my college years and that's at florida and the first time I ever really got into women's college basketball, you know, the Gators were pretty good. Like they were constantly ranked. They had a couple of players um, that would like be like national team level good. Um, and, you know, I had a coach with a really good personality. And so they were easy to follow. And they were fun to watch in that they had a good combination. They had like sort of a little, you know, jitterbug of a point guard two really strong post players almost like a joe kim noah al horford combination who just knew how to play well together and then a couple of shooters so it's just like man this is this is good chemistry it's a good team it's fun to watch you know and you had this element as well um this is going to be a long story so Mm -hmm. i'm glad it's a podcast uh when they would play a team like tennessee in their conference tennessee mega you know goliath of a team those crowds in Tennessee were insane, like crazy, better than the men's crowds. And you realize that, oh, okay, if you have something like UF, like team that I like right now, and just sustain that over a period of time, you're not just going to have a handful of people every once in a while say, hey, that's really good. You're going to have literal generations of, you know, 
fans. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was going to say women, but no, it's just men and women. It's fans um, who become like diehards of that team. Like that is just natural sports fandom. And yes, it happens in women's college basketball. A lot of the time it's, you know, these smaller towns that don't have as much to latch onto. But once they do, it's like, wow, this is so much fun. It's really good to watch. Um, and so the other thing that you see there and that I saw there was somebody like Shamiqua Holtzclaw at the time. And I watched her play and it was jaw-dropping. She was that fun to watch. And so it's like, okay, so I get big crowds when I want it. I get a team that I can pull for. I get, you know, whether it's opponents, whatever, but I get people that are just like, man, that's that's a heck of a highlight real player. I can watch that whenever I can, you know, that's that's fun. That's a sport. I'm down. I'm, I'm good to watch that. What happened with me with women's cause basketball is the Gators weren't didn't get as good. And it happened the same thing with the men's team. Once you start, then you're not as good. I'm not paying as close attention. And like these days, I don't really know as much about the men's uh, Florida team, just as much about the women. Like I know a little bit about both. Um, and right now with women's college basketball, let's just stay there before you get to WNBA, you're having a lot of that. First of all, you're seeing, look at a team like Iowa, look at those followers. They didn't just show up because Caitlin Clark showed up. They've been there. Like that's been a strong fan supported program. Um, same thing, obviously with UConn, you're getting there with South Carolina. And so you have a lot of high end programs and talent. And then I mean, the Caitlin Clark factor, it's like, it's not quite like, uh, I mean, if you remember back when, you know, Allen Iverson, Carrie Kittles, who was another one, Ray Allen, were all in school together, all in one conference. It was like, there were people who didn't even know about college basketball who just wanted to watch that. Um, You know, you get somebody like Caitlin where you just watch all those highlights and it's just like, you know, I remember watching Davidson and thinking, man, Steph Curry, I've got to watch that kid. It's the same thing with Caitlin Clark. Like, it's the same shots. It's the same, you know, manipulating the offense. It's the same, like, shit talking. Uh, And it's a lot of fun. And so you add that, which she's like, you don't have to know much about South Carolina to know that they've won 40-something games in a row. And this woman who called it before the season started, even though her team had never made the Final Four, um, and has been dazzling, like, you don't have to know anything about South Carolina to know, wow, like, I want to watch that. And I want to see if she can overcome that, you know, amazing team uh, in South Carolina. And so the storylines are there. The talents are there. And so all you need is, is literally a team to latch onto. And so that's not easy to do unless it's usually in your backyard or something that you're attached to. And the Miami Hurricanes women were good. But, you know, did you really latch onto them until the tournament? No. No. And so, you know, you, now you got the Cavender twins leaving and you got um, Destiny Harden has, you know, gone to the pros. So like, where's the carryover? So you're probably not going to stick around next season. Right. And so it, it's uh, I guess what I'm saying is it's just natural sports fandom. You just have to find a team, have some ex- exciting talent and, you know, some some mountain to climb some story to tell. And with a WNBA, I think you're missing some of that. And I think the problem is it's just so talented. Like all the, the like the WNBA is ridiculously talented right now. These players that get drafted in the first round of the top 10, half of them don't even make a roster because it's just so thick with talent and there's really? not that many teams. And so, yeah. And so, you know, you get the standout performances to standout teams, but you know, there's a lot of talent everywhere. You just got to pay attention. But for me, the WNBA fandom comes down to finding a team that, that you, that you love and, and sticking with it. And what, there's a team that you love? In the WNBA right now? No. Like, I'm more of a, of a fan of the players oh. uh, individually and watching them at a time. But, uh, no, I mean, if there was a Miami team, maybe if the Soul were back. But <laughs> I don't think they're coming back. 
<laughs> no, you can hold out some hope. Israel, excellent job. So uh, to recap real quick uh, over, you know, as far as the playoff matchups that we have so far, I don't think that you were willing to pick any outright upsets, right? Mm, oh, well, uh, Golden yeah, State. I guess Golden, Golden State, State over upset. Sacramento, I guess. Yeah, that, that has an to upset. count as an upset. Yeah, that has to count as an upset. Do you know who my um my favorite to win it is or my pick to win it all? Okay, let's see. It's an upset. All right. It's the Celtics. You you would consider that as an upset. They were in the finals last year. Right. I would consider that an upset because I don't know how many people are picking them. I think people are picking Milwaukee out of the East, maybe Philly out of the East. I think they think that maybe uh, Celtics peaked and they're probably going to, you know, if the Celtics make it again, uh, would lose to a Warriors team or somebody that beats the Warriors. Boston beat two in the finals. Who is it? Boston beat two. The Suns. Okay. I think the Boston beat. They do what so many teams have done um, is overcome that pain and right. find a team that hasn't experienced it together, the Suns. Right. And well, not they kind of have. They kind of have. They kind of have, but KD's kind of a big and, and you know, they they kind of owned KD in the first round last year. Mm-hmm. Uh the Celtics did. So I think they'd feel pretty comfortable with what they can do there. You know, that that wing combo, it would be a great combination. Like you're talking about Booker and KD against Jalen Brown and Tatum. Like that's a great wing uh duo to match up with that duo in Phoenix. So that's why I got them going. Real quick here, are you watching any shows? What are you into right now? Um, I just finished. Did I mention this last? Time? I think I just finished that show, Shrinking, or that episode. The oh yeah, my wife loved that. She loved that. Uh, it was great, and you know, uh, and on the request of uh, or the recommendation of Mina Kimes, who has never failed me, I, Anthony and I actually started watching uh, Love Is Blind. I think Netflix. I know what that is, but I I haven't yeah. watched it. Yeah. And okay. yeah, I got I got sucked in a little bit. It's it's yeah, into it. It's all right. You know, it's one of those where I'm just I'm not mad if it's on. Let's put it that way. I just you started know? watching White Lotus. Oh, you just started that one. Oh, yeah, I just it. finished you'll the first. It. I just finished the first season. It's it's, it's fun. quirky. It's fun. It's well yeah. written. It's well shot. It's good. It's well acted. Yeah, yeah. it's a good show. It's fun. Uh, great job, Israel. You want to tell everyone when you're on uh, television again? Uh, not the rest of this week. Uh, and the schedule's not out for next week. So nope. All right. Very good. Yeah. Good job, Israel. Thanks, man. Thanks, Seth. Thanks, as always, to our pal Israel Gutierrez. Excellent job out of him. Hey, you know what time it is. Let's get to big deal or not a big deal. Yes. Hey, do you have a water leak in your home or your business? You can't find where it's coming from? Well, that might wind up being a really big deal. All right. And that means you got to call Water Cleanup of Florida. Let them tell you if it's a big deal or not a big deal. Water, mold, or fire damage. Water Cleanup of Florida is available anytime. Call or text 954-900-8635. Again, Water Cleanup of Florida, 954-900-8635. They'll tell you if it's a big deal or not a big deal. All right, big deal or not a big deal. So yesterday, you got some news. Not great news, but it is what it is if you're a Miami Hurricanes fan, if you're a Miami Hurricanes basketball fan. The Cavender Twins, Haley and Hannah. So yesterday, they announced that they are leaving school, and they're leaving basketball. So the Cavender Twins put out a note yesterday on social media. Miami, thank you for an unforgettable season. The love and support we received from the university and the city was special. We would like to thank our teammates and coaches for bringing us in as family and being part of a historic season. With that being said, Hannah and I have decided to not take our fifth year and start a new chapter in our lives. The U will always be home, and we are forever proud to be Hurricanes. Lastly, 
community. To everyone who has supported us through our basketball journey, we can't thank you enough for all the love you gave each and every game. What started as us playing basketball 16 years ago turned into something bigger than we could ever imagine. We love you, Canes family. Haley and Hannah, the Cavender twins. Uh, I'm going to go big deal here because I'm not even looking at it from a University of Miami perspective. I'm saying it's a big deal because I think they're going to the WWE. They're not saying what what they're doing right now. They are uh, a WWE NIL athlete and athletes, and it has been rumored that they could be the next Bellas, that they would be the next Bella Twins. These girls clearly have a bright future with whatever they decide to do. You see where WWE took the Bella Twins and what they've been able to do, and there is no way that these two super athletic girls cannot do the exact same thing. So I'm going big deal. I don't think this is the last we see of these girls, not by a chance. I think the Cavender twins are going to be WWE, so I'm going big deal. Big deal or not a big deal. So the Pelicans tonight, you know, we talked about this with Israel. The Pelicans tonight, they're playing the Thunder, 9-10 Western Conference playing game. Well, Zion's not playing, and Zion spoke yesterday about not being ready to return. If I feel like Zion, I'll be out there. <laughs> is, it, is it kind of shocking that it's taken this one? Is it shock you a little bit? Um, I wouldn't say shocking. I would just say uh, just the team and myself just being extra cautious so it doesn't happen again. What, what do you feel like you can do on the court right now? Uh, I pretty much do everything, but it's just a matter of the level that I was playing at before uh, my hamstring. and I'm just, I'm just a competitor. I don't want to go out there and be in my own head and affect the team when I can just be on the sideline supporting them more. Because, you know, as I know myself. If I, if I was to go out there... Uh, I would be in my head. I would be in my head. Like I would make. I would hesitate on certain moves, and that could affect the game. All right, I'm going a big deal because if you're number one, if you're New Orleans, what are you even going to do? And number two, the reason that it's really a big deal to me is I don't understand what the hell he's talking about. Like, if you're talking about being, you're such a big competitor. How could you be such a great competitor, but? also say physically you're fine but you're not ready to play a great competitor can be physically fine and not ready to and not not playing and remember last year you know the pelicans took the phoenix suns to seven games one versus eight right? i think it's one versus eight they took the pelican the pelicans took the suns to seven games and we were wondering is zion gonna play me sitting there on the bench And then you got the footage where he's doing like 360 windmill dunks in practice. It's like, hold up, you're not playing? Oh, wait, they didn't get to game seven. They lost in game six. And then Zion said, if we got to a game seven, I was going to surprise my teammates and play. Like, what? You couldn't have played in game six? And now this year, they got to play in game tonight. And Zion's telling you physically he's fine. But he's not ready to play? That's that's a, that's a major disappointment. That's a big deal. Big deal or not a big deal. So, we told you about the Panthers. How about reliving it, all right? We're all Blackhawk fans last night. Game was tied 1-1. Penguins tied that game 1-1 in the third period. 
and then the Blackhawks with a pair of goals to take control and eventually send the Panthers to the postseason. They now have 57 points this season. Hawks with 56. Caleb Jones, Buddy Robinson, score! Hawks grab the lead at 9.38 to play. Pittsburgh, the Islanders, and Andreas Athanasiou going for insurance and a save by Jari to keep Pittsburgh in this game. It's loose and tipped in! Andreas Athanasiou from behind the goal line. That's a big deal. Come on now. The Blackhawks with nothing to play for. The Penguins with everything to play for. And they lose that game. That is a massive surprise. They did the Panthers a major solid. That's a big deal. I was very exciting last night in the midst of the heat and that shit performance. Finally, one more for you. Big deal or not a big deal. So the Yankees yesterday, during the Yankees broadcast, Michael K. Yes Network, all-time great Yankee broadcaster. The camera is zooming in on the Yankee bat boy. He's got long hair. He's got a mustache. Give it a listen. Strange to see a Yankee uniform and somebody wearing that uniform with that sort of hair. There are rules. Rules are rules. He's, he's disobeying two of them. I think there's facial hair, and I think there's obviously the hair is below the collar. The red shoes. That's yeah. also against the rules. I'm going not a big deal because I think I agree with Michael K. I think a lot of people may think he was being lame there, but I I agree with him. If you're gonna if you're gonna be in the Yankee uniform, I think there's a standard that they've clearly set. I think the bad boy's got his hair was very long. He's got a mustache. I I I'm going not a big deal. I agree with Michael K. There, and that right there is another addition. A big deal or not a big deal. Again, if you're dealing with water, mold, or fire damage, it might be a big deal. It may not be a big deal. Find out when you call Water Cleanup of Florida anytime. 954-900-8635. Wow. What a show. What do we got tonight? It's Wednesday. We have AEW Dynamite. We got a couple of do-or-die NBA play-in games. Maybe we'll do a little bit of gambling. I don't know. I can't predict the future. We'll see. But I, th- I think I, I think that's on the I, I think it's on the agenda. We got to make these games interesting tonight, right? All right. Thanks everybody who hung out with us today. Make sure you like, you rate, you comment, you do all that good stuff. I love you long time. Tell all your friends. Tell your family. Tell your mother. I say hello. Thanks to everybody who made the show great today. All your hard work. I appreciate it. Put together a really fun one this afternoon. Uh, we'll talk to you on Zaslow Show 2.0 tomorrow. No, with that. Ah, the show is over. What better time now than to go out back with a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. That's right. That's what I look forward to after every show. And now my day's work is done. I got a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul. I'm going to sit outside by the pool here at the Zaslow Mansion and just enjoy the rest of my day. Having a Johnny Cuba makes me feel like I'm right back in the Caribbean. We're talking a refreshing German lager in a can. You can get it anywhere. Sedano's, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. And right now, you got special holiday prices on six packs of Johnny Cuba. Make sure you pick up your Johnny Cuba merch as well. We got the hot sauce coming up. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. 
because more is always brewing.